by Passion Church, the DeSoto County campus, the fun church in Horn Lake, Mississippi. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. I'm so thankful to be a part of this body. Amen. Well, everybody in here, let's stand to our feet. I want to pray in reverence of the Lord. Let's stand. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you in your holy name. Father, I thank you and I declare in the name of Jesus that your word is powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between spirit, soul, joint and marrow, Father exposing our innermost thoughts and desires. I declare right now that your word is more than we need, Father. I thank you that your words going forth out of my mouth this morning is going to be everything that they need, Lord, everything I need. And we love you and we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen? You may be seated. Thank you, Lord. Well, let's go on and get right to the word. Today's message is the plan. God's will for your life. See, the plan, if we turn here in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 9. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 9, it says, God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fill his own good plan. Verse 10. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ. Everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. Thank you, Lord. For he has chosen us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. You see, God has a plan. There's three parts to God's will. You got God's predestined will. The cross, Moses, he, he, he had these things in place. He had a plan in place, and he put them there, and they succeeded. You with me? And God's moral will, that we should live a holy life, that we should be set apart from the world. You see, we've got to be set apart. And number three, number three, his desired will. What's God's desired will? God's desired will is for you to receive salvation, for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and for you to be the hands and feet of Jesus. You with me? That's three parts. We're going to keep touching on them as we go through here. But see, the plan. I had a lot of plans in life, but none of them plans succeeded. Until in 2016, I found myself here broken, hurt and I received Jesus I received salvation for my soul and I received something and God gave me his plan it wasn't until 2019 till I received God's plan for my life his desired will is that I would receive his Holy Spirit 
And when I received his Holy Spirit in 2019, I began to carry out his plan, his will for my life. And I want to encourage the body all over the world that we would encourage one another, that we would reach out and touch each other, that we would be the hands and feet of Jesus. We are all so unique. We are so unique. I'm different. You're different. Our pastor's different. But God is using those things to minister through. There's people I can reach that you can't reach. There's people you can reach that I can't reach. There's different parts of the world that we can minister in. Like he ministered on a phone call in Pakistan. I'm telling you right now, the Lord will lead you to share Jesus at work. He will lead you to share Jesus in the grocery store. He will lead you to share Jesus anywhere and everywhere. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3. You see, Jesus is more than enough. He's more than enough. He's more than enough. Proverbs 16, he's more than enough. Lord, I thank you for your plans. Your plans. Not my plans, not our plans, Lord, but your plans. In Proverbs 16, verse 3, Commit your actions to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. See, you have plans. When the Lord created you and put you in your mother's womb, and He already knew what you were going to do and what you were going to what you were going to see, what you were going to experience as a child, as an adult. You see, everybody has different circumstances they're placed in life. Whether you, bro- whether you grew up in a broken home, whether you, whether you only had one father, you only had one mother. But you see, in the midst of those circumstances, God made a way. And God is still making a way. And He is creating people just like Jesus. And he is saying, if you'll take my plan, I'll, if, you'll, if you will commit your actions to me, I will carry out your plans. See, your actions have, be, have to be committed to the Lord before you carry out any plans. You have to be. Let's look at verse 9. It's still in Proverbs 16. We make... We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. You see, how many times I can tell you in my life that I said, this is God's plan. This is God's plan. And I took a step of faith, and guess what? It wasn't God's plan. And then you grow in that. You grow in your circumstances. And the same way with your Christian walk. There'll be times you'll say, I'm hearing from the Lord. This is His will. And I promise you, a lot of times, if it doesn't line up with His Word, it's not His will. But my flesh, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching, I'm just opening up to y'all. My flesh will say, oh, that's God's will, that's God's will, Joe. You're doing good, you're doing great. But now, through the circumstances and the trials that the Lord has put me through, my faith has been tested. And it says when your faith is tested... Let it be purified like gold and silver. You see, as my faith has been tested, I've realized that I have to walk by faith, but it has to be in line with God's Word. But see, we live in a world that is contrary to God's Word. 
they are the opposite of God's word. You know, I was looking the other day in my Bible, and I, I write all in my Bible. I mean, just wear it out. If you ain't got a Bible you can write in, I, I suggest you get you one you can write in because there's tons of them. And if you feel like you can't write in your Bible, get you a notebook and take notes. But I was looking at Philippians chapter 2, and you don't have to put it up here. I'm not going to say any verses or anything. But in Philippians chapter 2, at the header of my Bible, it says, Having the attitude of Christ. And right out beside it, I got wrote five minutes. And I said, you know what, Lord? The Holy Spirit showed me to write that there because we live in such a fast world that I literally timed myself for how long it took me to read Philippians chapter 2. Because I can remember a time in my life where my pastor would call me up here on Wednesday nights and I couldn't read. I had never read a book a day in my life. I had never read the Bible. I never read. I dropped out of high school and middle school. I made it probably a first week of freshman high school, and that was it. So I, right there in Philippians chapter 2, I wrote in my Bible five minutes. And I'm telling you, the Word is so powerful that five minutes right there can change your life. It can change your life. It can show you God's will for your life wherever God leads you in the Bible. In Ephesians chapter 5, the header, this is my last one, and we'll get back to the Word. In Ephesians chapter 5, the header of my Bible says, Living in the light. Right out beside it, I got four minutes. I am challenging you not to time yourself, not to show that you're doing something to the Lord, not to say, hey, I achieved this, I'm going to check it off. I went to church, I'm going to check it off. I read my Bible, I'm going to check it off. But just see how rich God's Word is. Just see how rich His Word is, how powerful it is. That's what I want us to be. I want us to see each other's lives be changed by His Word. Be changed. And once you see everybody else's lives being changed, you'll be encouraged to go deeper and deeper. Let's see here. Back to the message. Thank you, Lord. I am so thankful, so thankful that He gives me the strength to stand up here and to be able to not shake to death or just sweat to death and be nervous to death because His power is more than enough. In my weakness, He is strong. I can tell you right now, I am, I am the least likely, least likely to be up here, least likely to have made it. But God has a way. And God's way will always be better than your way and my way. Be better than my way. Amen? In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Ephesians 2 and verse 10. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. I love that, anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do good things he planned for us long ago. You see, he planned long ago. He knew you were going to be here today. He knew what you were going to say. He knew how you were going to act. And he allowed his Holy Spirit to be ministered through broken vessels and touch your heart and tell you that you're loved and you're called and there was a plan that was set on your life way before the foundations of the earth was laid. You see, God is a wonderful, wonderful planner. He is a wonderful planner. Can you say that with me? Say, God, you are a wonderful 
planner. Yes, you are. Thank you, Jesus. Back to it here. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 6. What did I say? Two? I started in two. We're going to go to three. Thank you, Jesus. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 6. And this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews. And any time I see Gentiles and Jews, I say, me, you. That, that, that just sums it up right there. Everybody. Everybody. So, everybody. So, and this is God's plan. Everybody who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are of the same body and both enjoy the promises of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. Verse 7. But God's grace and mighty power, you see, His grace, what I tell you about messing up? I mess up all the time, but where sin is abound, grace is more abound. He's always, so don't be condemned. Anybody that is in Christ Jesus is a new creation. You're a masterpiece. There's no condemnation in Christ. He never brings up the past, but he shows you glimpses of your future. He shows you glimpses of your future. Let's see here. By God's grace and mighty power, I have been given the privilege of serving him by spreading the good news. You with me? We've all been called to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. This is powerful. This is what changes lives. Verse 8. Though I am the least deserving of God's people. This is Paul writing this, but I can translate with this. I say, I... I I, I feel that way. But praise God, I'm not being led by my feelings. But I have to be led by God's Spirit. And God's Spirit is more than enough. That's why he says it's so much greater that I go to the Father so I can send the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will teach you. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will give you all things that pertain to a godliness and a righteous filled life. Amen? Okay, back to it. That I am the least deserving of God's people. He graciously gave me the privilege of telling you. You see? You see that Gentiles? You about the endless treasures available to you in me in Christ. All of us. Verse 9. I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan. You see? The plan. The plan. That God, the creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. Verse 10. God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom and its variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was his eternal plan, which he carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, the church is still being used today. The church is still being used today. And we are the hands and feet of Christ Jesus. We are the hands and feet of Christ Jesus. Verse 12. Because of Christ and our faith in Him, we can come boldly and confidently 
into God's presence. You can come boldly. You see, that's awesome. That's wonderful. That's God's will. His desired will. Jesus. His moral will is for us to live a holy, sanctified, set-apart life. I don't know where you're at. I don't know where you're going. But I want to encourage you and to set something in your mind today. I don't know if you've ever thought about the plan for your life, but I know the plan for your life. And I'm pretty sure as I'm speaking to you, the Holy Spirit is enlightening you that God's plan is the plan for your life. That's why you in here and you online, you have been led by the Spirit to stop and listen, to be here this Sunday morning. Because you are the chosen ones. You are the ones that have been enlightened by the Holy Spirit. You see, I can't say anything to you. But God can speak to you. His Spirit is more than enough. His power is more than enough. His Son is more than enough. When He died on the cross, it was finished. It was done. And a lot of us, even myself included, need to be reminded of what the cross means to us. When I think of the cross, I think of what I've done. And I crucified Christ. But it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. See, I don't cling to my life. We can't cling to our life. We can't. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to make wrong decisions. But God can use your bad decisions to enlighten somebody not to make those decisions. God's going to use your bad decisions to enlighten another person to not make those decisions. There's things you've gone through that I haven't gone through that I need to hear what you've been through. I need to hear what God has brought you through. And you need to hear that God has brought me through a drug addiction. You need to hear that God has brought me out of a, a, a prison sentence. Six to 15 years sitting in a prison cell. I was looking at a prison sentence. You see, a lot of people don't understand. And I, a lot of us are ashamed. But we can come boldly into the presence of God. Knowing in His weaknesses, He's strong. In our weaknesses, He's strong. In our weaknesses, He's more than enough. You see, God is more than enough. I'm a convicted felon. It's a miracle that I'm able to go into the jail and minister. It's a miracle in God's grace on my life that I'm standing here this morning. It is so wonderful. But guess what? The same thing He's doing in my life, I believe He's doing in your life. It's the fear of what others might think that keep us from sharing that. But I'm telling you, when you share, it brings about light, it brings about power, and it shows people that we're all in it together. That we're all in it together. In Jeremiah, turn to Jeremiah chapter 29. In Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11. I love this verse. This is so powerful. But so many people misinterpret this. They do. They misinterpret this. In Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. 
They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. You see, a lot of people look at that and say, Well, I got good. I got a house. I got a good job. I'm making good money. But I'm telling you right now, the plans I have for you is Jesus. And he gave you his son. He gave you good, which is not for disaster, that you would receive salvation. You see, his desired plan, the plan, that you would receive Christ to give you a future and a hope. Your future is in Christ Jesus. Your hope is the hope of glory, God's glory on your life, God's glory on my life, God's glory on his body all over the world, his church. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 18. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 18. It says, and may you have the power, thank you, Lord, that we may have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. Verse 19, may you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life, power that comes from God. You with me? In Christ Jesus is all the love, is all the power, is all the fullness of your life, my life. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 20. Now all glory to God, who is able through His mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to Him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. That was Paul's prayer in Ephesians. In Ephesians chapter 3, at the head of my Bible, it says, Paul's prayer for spiritual growth. And I'm telling you, I need growth in my spiritual walk with God. I need a fresh anointing every morning I wake up. I need a greater anointing on my life. I need it, and I know you do too. I know you do too, because you're here this morning. You're, you're here online, because you are the ones that God has given His plan to. The plan, the plan, the power, the fullness in life. You're more than enough. You're overcomers. You're more than enough. I hear Jesus telling my heart that. When I say, God, I don't feel like I can do that. He's saying, if you'll just step out in faith and do it. I was ministering. Let me look at my time. I was ministering at the jail, and there was a man. There was a bunch of people in there, and I began to minister in the Holy Spirit. I walked past the little uh, pulpit. And the Holy Spirit said, stop. And I stopped. And I said, Lord, what do you stop? What do you want, what do you want to do? He says, nothing. I didn't hear nothing. I said, everybody stand to your feet. There was still nothing. I said, I don't know what I'm going to do, Lord. 
he said, this is walking by faith. This is walking by faith. And no sooner than I began to step out and I said, you know what, there's somebody in here. There's somebody in here that needs to hear that God loves them. And this man standing over here, he said, that was me. I said, step forward. He said, I was ashamed, but I'm no longer ashamed. And that's God's will. God's will is to take you from here and go to there. He's never going to bring up the past, but he's always showing you glimpses of the future. That man stood up and walked over here, and he stood there, and he shared that he was not ashamed anymore because he seen a glimpse of him ministering like I was ministering that night. He said that. He shared that story. I can't do that, but I had to stop, and it felt funny. And I had to say, Lord, what do you want to do? And I had to let God be God. See, we have to let God be God. We live in a fast life. We live in a life once we do learn to read. We time ourselves reading. Did we read out loud? Does it make a difference if I don't read out loud? Hey, I've spoke to people and I've tried to learn from people, but you can't learn from people. You have to learn from the Holy Ghost. You have to learn from the Holy Spirit. If we, me included, will humble ourselves, He will enlighten us and show us His way. But we, including myself, have to humble ourselves, have to, have to say, you know what, Lord, let your will be done. Let your will be done. So when you read, understand that it's nothing you're doing. It's what he's doing through you. It's nothing that he's doing. I mean, it's nothing that you're doing or I'm doing. Because, I see, when I'm preaching to y'all, I have to make sure I include myself in this. I've preached some of the best sermons, and I've walked away from the jail, and I said, Lord, that was preaching right to me. So when I'm preaching to you, please don't think that I have arrived. Do not think I have arrived. That's what our pastor, when he stands up here and he preaches, he says, please pray for me. I'm telling you right now, please pray for me. That's why when we're worshiping in here, I'm the first one down at the altar. I'm going to beat you down there. I, I hope I don't look as goofy down there, but I know that it's God working through me. And I need God in my life. If I'm going to stay away from drugs, if I'm going to stay away from going back to prison, if I'm going to live a godly life, if I'm going to be the husband God's called me to be, if I'm going to raise my kids in this world that is dark and perverse, if I'm going to show them the light of God's will for their life, I have to be down here humbling myself. And I'm going to tell you, there is so much that's accessed through fasting and praying. And I don't mean food. When people say fasting, they say, oh, man, he's going to starve us. But I'm telling you, I heard a story of a man tell a story about fasting for a week of not saying a negative word. He said, I prayed, and he said, Lord, I want to fast before you, and I'm wanting to fast from not saying a negative word. And when he said that, he said for a week straight, he just prayed in communion with God, walking around at his job in his everyday life. And he said, Lord, if you 
would just give me the strength to keep from saying a negative word. I will, I will, I will do anything you ask me to do. And you know what? That's what God did. God gave him the strength a week straight. After that week, he said spiritually he had grown. He had grown. Do you know how tough he told me? He said that was the hardest thing I'd ever done. I said, well, you don't think it was hard when I said I'm going to quit doing drugs and quit doing drugs? It was hard. But I said, Lord, if you'll give me the strength, I won't. When the temptation comes, when somebody offers something to me, when somebody says, hey, you want to hang out? If you will give me the strength to overcome that addiction, I'll get stronger and stronger. And then guess what? You're going to get stronger and stronger. Amen. There's people in here. I could open up the altar right now and say, anybody who got a word and everybody would stand up because I'm relating to you. I'm telling you the same thing that I went through, all of us are going through. The struggle is real. And if we're not transplant, that's what the life groups are for. That's why we need to be transparent with one another. We have to do everything in order. We have to do everything by the will of God. And the God's will is that you would receive salvation and you would receive his strength you would receive fullness in him let's get back to the word thank you lord fasting and praying is a powerful tool powerful tool i pray that that you would seek out something on that that you would you would see it go to ephesians chapter 4 and verse 2 In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2, Always be humble and gentle. Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray that I'm always humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Make an allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Verse 3, Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. You see, you've been called. You've been called to receive salvation, to work in Him. Thank you, Lord. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. Verse 7. However, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. He gave us a gift. What's your gift? Your gift is edified in Christ. I used to tell myself all the time, I said, you talk too much, you talk too much, you talk too much. I'd go into places and I would just, I would just be like, just don't say nothing. Now, God uses that to bring about things for Him. His will. Some of you are wonderful singers. Praise God for you wonderful singers because when I sing at the jail, it is far from wonderful. It's far from wonderful. Thank you, Lord. There's people in here that are wonderful encouragers, that are wonderful helpers, that are wonderful leaders. And I pray that God would give you the strength to see your gift would see your gift in Ephesians chapter 4 
verse 13. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 13, it says, This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son, that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. You're never going to quit growing. I'm never going to quit growing. I'm never going to quit growing. We're never going to quit growing. Say that with me. Say, I'm, I'm never going to quit growing. Amen. We're not going to quit growing. Verse 14. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. You see, we will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. I'm telling you right now, everything that I say to you, I pray that you would go research it for yourself. That is what we're called to do. When I hear a minister preach a word, I write it down, I'm going to read it myself. Did he say what he said? He said what he said. And a lot of times, guess what? We get up here, we're standing in front of people, we mess up, we say things, and we get ahead of ourselves. There's things, I know I was talking to a friend of mine on the phone, and he was sharing with me about how he's growing in Christ, and I'm growing in Christ. And I told him, I said, I feel bad, because some of the things I preached, I wouldn't preach today, because I was, you know, I was immature, and I'm still immature in areas in my life. But I'm going to keep growing. I encourage you to keep growing. Keep growing. In, let's read verse 14. Then you will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about at every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Verse 15. Instead, we will speak the truth and love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body, his church. Verse 16, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow that the whole body is healthy and full of love. Healthy and full of love. There's a lot of people that say they love somebody, but really don't love them. And I'm going to tell you right now, I grew up in a home we didn't say I love you. We didn't hear I love you. We, we, you didn't hear it. You know, you, you had a thing to do, you've done it, you get it done, good job. I'm here to raise you, you need to come on with it. And we didn't hear it. And as I grew up, I began to experience people, tell people they love each other, and, they, they lo- and I said, you know what? And then I got saved and I experienced the real love, the love of God. And see, I know now that the love of God is an action. And I'm telling you right now where it says, healthy and growing full of love, that love is an action. So I want us, me included myself, to grow in love. So you see somebody in here in need, help them. You see somebody that needs somebody needs to talk to them, call and talk to them. If you need to spend time with them, I say you spend time with them. 
Because I promise you, when the Lord Jesus comes back, if we just came here every Sunday and had a church service, he wouldn't be pleased with it. But if you took time out of your day to answer a telephone call, to speak to somebody, to help somebody, to financially help somebody, when Jesus comes back, I promise you, you will see the real picture of who Christ is. I struggle here too. I have not achieved these things. And I'm going to tell you right now, leading a life group like Pastor said, it's tough. It's wonderful. It's great. But it, you, have to, you have to pour yourself out. You have to be there. You have to allow yourself to be open to situations. And you have to allow God to use you. Let's end on this one. In Psalms, chapter 33, verse 11. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Can you imagine four minutes? Four minutes of your life be the most powerful four minutes you've ever experienced. Five minutes of your life be the most powerful five minutes of your life. You know, I was praying, and I said, Lord, why is it so hard to serve you? Why is it so hard to read your Bible? Why is it so hard to do the will of God? It's because your flesh don't want to do it. Your flesh will read a comment on Facebook for a long time, and we'll get up in everybody's business, and we'll just look at the stuff, and we'll sit on the back, we'll sit in the bathroom, and we'll spend 20, 30 minutes till our feet go numb. Y'all with me? You'll spend 20 or 30 minutes till your feet go numb. I'm just, this is my conversation I'm having with the Lord in my heart. I said, Lord, we will spend time in the bathroom till our feet go numb looking at Facebook and TikTok, but we won't spend four or five minutes reading the Bible. I'm humbling myself today, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) I'm guilty too. It's hard. Why is it so hard? Because our flesh is not going to heaven. Our flesh is not going to heaven, but your spirit is either going to heaven or hell. It's either going to heaven or hell. In Psalms 33, verse 11, But the Lord's plans stand firm forever. His intentions can never be shaken. What joy for the the nation whose God is the Lord, whose people He has chosen as His inheritance. You see, He's chosen you today that you would receive salvation. With every head bowed in here, every eye closed, and I want you saints, I want you to be praying, praying for the people online. You saints online, I want you to be praying because when we pray, God moves. His spirit is more than enough. He's powerful. He's an overcomer. He who is in Christ Jesus is more. He is an overcomer in Christ Jesus. Father, I thank you for this body. I thank you for the people online. I thank you for the people that are going to listen to this message later on. Whoever you are, I don't know, but God knows. I thank you, Lord. With every head bowed and every eye closed in this place, with a show of a hand, I'd like to pray for you. For you to receive salvation 
or to receive the Holy Spirit, I want you to raise your hand. If you want to receive salvation or receive the Holy Spirit, I see that hand. You can put it down. Receive salvation or receive the Holy Spirit. If you're online, I want you just to simply raise your hand. Raise your hand. You hear by the sound of my voice. If you'll raise your hand and receive salvation and receive the Holy Spirit. Okay, church. I want you to repeat after me. The ones that have raised their hands online and the ones that have raised their hand in here. I want us to pray together for them. Say, God, I repent. I believe that Jesus Christ is my Lord, is my Savior. That you rose him from the dead and he lives for eternity. He is my everything. I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. If that's you, you just receive salvation. Now I want to pray right now that the ones that raise their hands to receive the Holy Spirit, I pray that you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the power and the evidence in your life to receive a prayer life, to receive the power to overcome the enemy in your life. What did I tell you? In 2016, I received salvation. I didn't get filled with the Holy Spirit till 2019. I pray wherever you are, whoever you are, that you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Right now, I declare every hand raised in this place. Everyone, raise your hands. Because the ones that have already been filled, I want us to get more filled. Everybody look up at me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, this is your will. This is your will that we would receive more of you each and every day. Father, I thank you that your will be done in our lives. That your predestined will is set before us. That we walk in your moral will. And that we would receive your desired will for our lives. Father, I thank you right now by the sound of my voice that people will receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and an extra filling and a stronger filling and anointing on each and every one of our lives, me included, Father. I thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it and that it inspires you to live out God's Word. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church.